0: Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of Readify Radio. I'm Ashna and I'm
1: here with someone else today. Hi everybody my name is Aditi. Um, I am 11th standard student studying in India Um, and yeah I'm very excited to be here today. Um, So basically a little bit about me. Um, So I'm uh, I live in Bangalore which is the south of India. Um, I have lived in the U.S. in Virginia for about seven years and I moved to India about five years ago Um, so I have the best of both worlds so to speak uh, in that sense so um, yeah I will be talking about my experiences and um, um, you know other things. So this week's episode is going to touch on mental
0: health and mental health resources Internationally, so the United States or India or Bangalore or anywhere, and just how the school districts themselves also deal with mental health and the emotional toll it can actually take on others as well for people around them.
1: All right. Uh, thank you for that. Um, basically, um, I will be talking to you about my story and, um, you know, um, I about the there will be a trigger warning that we will be talking about suicide. So if anybody is uncomfortable with that topic, feel free to click off now, but um, we will be talking about suicide. So um, uh, I'll just give a little bit of background. So I, as many people do, had a best friend. Her name was Caitlin. And obviously, this is not her actual name. Uh, We will keep it anonymous. But her name, her name for this story will be Caitlin. So she was um, um, one of my best friends since the sixth grade. So we were probably inseparable from the time that we met. And, you know, we were always together. We were doing, you know, everything together. It was, uh, we told every each other everything. And uh, we had this sort of pact where uh, we wouldn't tell our quote unquote secrets, if I should say that, uh, to anybody. So, uh, you know, I would talk to her about my insecurities. I would open up about everything in my life. And uh, I would expect that she would do the same. So around uh, a couple of years go by and um, she starts deteriorating in her like mental health and I could get that from the get-go because she would be telling me about how hard it's been and how her parents were abusing her and you know um, that sort of stuff that would happen at home and um, there wasn't really much I could do about that like even if I would complain to the school there wasn't really any sort of uh, repercussions for anything that was going on. And so I was just sort of helpless, just like watching her deteriorate in that sense. And at one point in time in ninth grade, I vividly remember uh, it came to a sort of breaking point where uh, she, uh, I think it was, I believe it was a Friday and uh, it was the fourth period of the day. And uh, she basically like looked at me like, Let's go to the washroom like right now. Like she looked at me very concerned. And so I was just like, all right. I thought it was just going to be some sort of the conversation or something. So I I get pulled into the washroom by her and we wait until everybody, you know, goes out of the washroom and she locks the door behind her, which is kind of weird because generally we don't. So uh, background about the washrooms, just to have, just to make sure it's not weird. It's not a stall. It's like we have a room and that room can lock because sometimes we change in there for like sports or whatever that may be, it's kind of like a locker room, let's say it's a locker room essentially. So she pulls me into this locker room and we're sitting on one of the benches there. And uh, basically once she locked the door, she covered up um, everything and she made sure that nobody was seeing anything in the window. She closed all the curtains and the blinds and everything. And um, she pulled out uh, a small little bag from her pocket. And in that bag contained, um trigger warning again before in that bag it contained razors so it contained like i think 15 to 20 and um it was um and along with that there was a couple of bottles of pills Uh, i don't know what type it was just um a lot of pills so um that that was quite concerning for me from the get-go and i was just i looked at her like I was getting really scared at this point, and so um, she was just like, I'm going to kill myself today, so you better not stop me. I'm just telling you this for um, you know, your information. Don't get too surprised if you hear from my parents tomorrow or something. And I was just, I started freaking out and I started sobbing at that point. I was crying for like a good five minutes, um, and I, I knew I couldn't just you know remain silent obviously like the guilt would be too much for me anyway and and it's just that uh, if i didn't say anything then it would be my fault right so um i i was like okay so i i have to be very very uh uh like discreet about this because obviously if she finds out that i'm going to tell the counselor she's gonna do it quicker like she's not gonna wait she's gonna her plan was to do it the next, the following day, because her parents would be leaving her at home alone for several hours at a time so that she could do it and get it over with and her parents would come and find her, so to speak. But um, because she didn't, um, like, because she was willing to do it later, I had some amount of time to go and inform everybody who was necessary. So obviously, this was a very big decision on my part, because I was very conflicted in the sense that I would be breaking her trust. But at that time, nothing really mattered other than, um, you know, her safety at that point. So I went to the counselor of our school. And um, basically, I told her almost everything that I saw. And um, unfortunately, this counselor didn't handle things that the way I wanted it to be handled. She uh, didn't make me anonymous. She didn't Uh, tell the tip that was there she she out out just said that I was the one who told her and they searched her bags and uh, you know they made it so that like how do I say this like uh, like they made it such they made a scene in front of the entire class they didn't do it discreetly either like they didn't like call her to the side and be like hey, uh, listen, we just want to take care of you. We want you to be safe or or nothing like that. They were were angry at her, in fact, and which is the worst way of dealing with things in general. Sure, I was angry at her, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be angry at her outwardly at somebody who's in need right now. Do do you know what I mean? And so she just like, um, how do I say this? Like she pulled her in front of the entire class and, you know, they searched her bag and they searched everything and then, they didn't find anything because she can hide her stuff very well so she stole she hid her stuff there and and then the counselor you know accused me of being a liar and you know me of fabricating all of this for attention apparently i like attention and uh like it was quite scary because i was just like what are you gonna do now she's gonna go home and she's gonna do it like and it's gonna be on your hands and so then I was like, okay, I can't rely on the school. So then I, uh, fortunately enough, I had her mom's number. So I called her mother and say, and told her the situation. And um, uh, the parents, uh, her parents, dealt with it accordingly. I, I, at least that, that's how much I would like to think. And so, uh, for I think two weeks, she didn't, she didn't come to school. And at that time, I had no idea whether or not she was dead or alive. Like. Uh, legitimately and honestly speaking I tried calling her I tried calling her mom I tried calling her dad nobody was speaking up the phone so at at that point what am I supposed to think that that she's dead like uh, I was grieving at this point
0: yeah I think definitely first of all I'm very very sad. that's a very difficult thing to deal with I think especially when it comes to friendships like in general I think mental health is not still taught to what to do when it's your friend who needs help I think giving that support to the person who is also trying to support someone else is very very crucial and it's very sad that your counselor you know like like it's not the person's fault who's also dealing with it you know what I mean like yeah the reason it's incredibly good that you also went and told the counselor there should be that open direct line of communication but yeah i I don't know how the other mental health resources are at your school. Are there any by any chance? Or?
1: Unfortunately, so basically, um, uh, we will we have several counselors. Um, so our school in India, at least, it's from first grade to all the way to 12. So there's no separation of the grades. So it's not like a high school where there's from 9th to 12th. It's like from first to 12th. So we have counselors for each grade level. So for primary, there's a counselor. For secondary, there's a counselor. For senior secondary, which is high school, there is a counselor. Unfortunately, the counselor for senior secondary hates children for some reason or doesn't like her job because um, she just doesn't doesn't do it properly. Our secondary uh, counselor from sixth to eighth grade Six to eighth was really great, and unfortunately or not we she' her jurisdiction ends after we graduate eighth grade, so we can't go to her even if like if we want to talk to her personally sure we can, but she can't really do anything she has to divert it back to the same counselor who I went to first, and she just doesn't do her job properly unfortunately and like um uh, like the thing is um like mental health and, you know, going to a therapist and everything like that is very much so taboo in India. And, uh, I'm not just, and, and honestly speaking, um, I don't think like the credentials as well is not that great for Indian uh, psychologists. That's also another thing where they, they don't even look at you. They just, they just was like, what's your problem? Oh, you're depressed. I'll get you antidepressants. Like they don't give you actual therapy. They just give you medication they they don't actually listen to what you're saying like it's not uh you know a back and forth sort of thing where okay we're talking about your problems today what how are you feeling or, or there's nothing like that you're just sitting in a room and they're gonna ask you are you sad okay let's let's give you some pills to make you happy or something like that which isn't which isn't how it goes so i i, I just feel like the entire system in india must be changed um like uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, the whole system is broken and everything is like unfixable. I'm just saying that was my experience, right? Like, sure, there might be different things, different, uh, different, um, uh, how do you say, different uh, experiences for different people. But uh, that's not going to be there for everybody, right? Like, obviously, there are, there'll be sometimes where, um, you know, also another thing is like, the mental health of the people around you who is suffering from mental health issues will also deteriorate in the sense of like for example if your friend is suffering from depression and you know seeks for you to support her that doesn't mean that oh i can do this right you yourself as a child like they are seeking therapy from your friends you're like you're reaching out to your friends for therapy which again might be a good thing it might work for you but that might not work for the other person who is you know re- uh, reciprocating that sort of uh you know like they're listening to your stories and that takes a toll in itself like
0: it's difficult thing especially when like you were saying the system isn't like not always completely flawed but in the sense like the stigma is still there so naturally like sometimes the option for people can only be to turn to their friends to be their therapist right because therapy itself isn't like talked about which is incredibly sad and i think also like like you were saying like the education like now i think in America, or at least in my school district, I've been very fortunate where the counselors, or we have like a mental health club where students get to talk Mm. about like, this is the resources that we need. This is the sort Mm. of stuff that we need. And I think also the anonymous thing is very, very helpful when it comes to like reporting your friends, because sometimes it's hard to make that decision of if you should report, if it's really, you think it's that serious or not, but also not wanting to betray your friend's trust. So we've been having that, but I think a lot of it does come with like, training and the counselors have to get a specialized training because this is something that wasn't necessarily talked about before but since it is now they need the training that is equipped with all these things that are happening and with being able to say like it's okay to go to therapy it's okay to go and get help there's nothing wrong with doing that either I think that's a huge thing as well
1: yeah
0: yeah it's definitely and
1: and like coming to like mental health and stuff like that um i have you know like i have tried my best to inculcate that into my school like uh, i tried creating a club i tried you know doing these things but it's never going to be enough if the system outside school isn't that great if that makes any sense like um sure our parents can support us but our parents support us to a certain extent like um and the whole culture around like Indian culture about taking good grades and you know being the first and yeah. being the best in school and stuff like that that is also another very big aspect of the mental health issue in India which is the fact that you know you you have so much pressure to succeed here simply because oh you're like uh, I, I take my example for, for my pressure that I I feel like So, my mom has a PhD in mathematics. So, obviously, um, you know, the expectation from my teachers is that your mom has a PhD. So, obviously, you have to be really good in math, which isn't all. Unfortunately, I didn't inherit that from my mother. Like, my mother's intelligence, I didn't inherit. So, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm dumb. It just means that I'm less smart that doesn't you know make no, it in
0: that sense like everyone tend like everyone has different strengths when it comes to, especially academic wise I feel like it's very difficult to measure like someone's level of intelligence based off of, like one sole subject especially which I think also like you're saying that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of kids to live up yeah. to the ideas but, And then I think that relates to the other thing like or to in general the idea like math and science might be have to be the only path that can measure then goes like standardized testing which is like a totally different like this is the only way you can really measure your intelligence with a number and I think all these things is something that school systems do need to start addressing in a definitely better sense because I think the issues like students also get stressed and it's like at that Mm -hmm. point if all they're hearing is that this is what they should be handling there's not much they can go from there and I think what you were saying about like how you're implementing your school—that is really, really good. You're trying, but I can understand like it's definitely frustrating, especially if the policies itself in your community are not mm-hmm. aligning with the sort of things you want to bring into school culture. Which I think
1: I volunteer with um, an organization which teaches orphan kids, and so um, another thing that they do is they do like mental health checks, and uh, they all—they all. all, they all um, they help uh, these children, you know, help cope with the, you know, stress of losing a parent, not just losing a parent, but sometimes parents abandoning their children. So um, it it happens so that like, sometimes uh, a family can't accommodate another child, like they're in deep poverty, and they can't have another mouth to feed so they abandon them at these orphanages sometimes when they are at an age where they can still understand what's going on so the fact that you know that's a very big toll on your uh, mental health in that sense like imagine your parents just leaving you uh like you and you might not even know the reason but they just left you there like imagine how sad that would be right? yeah so
0: in a sense i can understand like like therapy does cost money and i think because of the fact it's so stigmatized sometimes those resources are only available to a small portion of people especially when like public school districts don't offer that specific sort of help which i think something i know like readify can do we can put out a list of like free licensed therapists there's definitely some organizations that do that so if you're listening and you're interested in that like we'll put that out on our website as well like compilation of like a list and resources you can use that will be for free because also when you are like a teenager or student who's not necessarily earning or not necessarily have the earnings to go and find something like this, it can be really difficult to understand what to do. And especially again, when it's not talked about. So that's something we can do. And I think I personally do have to research a little bit more on how we can bring it into communities that aren't talking with the stigma because that itself is like a culture change, which can take years to completely turn over. And
1: another thing is that like um, parents are not willing to send their children to therapy. Like uh, they get quite offended at the fact that uh, for my experience At least my parents got quite offended that I would even bring up the thought of, you know, going to therapy in the first place to get help because they think, am I not, are they not good enough? Are they not good enough parents to uh, manage their kids problems? Right. But that's not the point. You're not a doctor to, if your, if your child has the flu or if your child has, um, you know, an illness that you don't treat it on your own. Sure. To to some extent, you give, give them like a, 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 a name brand medication or you know give them some chicken soup or something to just help them with their cold but if it comes out of control then you obviously take them to the doctor it's very similar in that sense with regards to mental health to some extent you can manage your kids mental health problems you can you know talk to them you can help them but after a certain point if it comes out of control then obviously you need to take them to a therapist or a, a mental health professional because um that's what's most important is the health and safety of your child there's nothing else that's more important in this world but yeah
0: yeah no I completely agree and that itself like it's a very difficult thing to deal with when we're when we're also still trying to figure out how to combat that whole thing itself
1: so um thank you so much for joining us for uh this week's episode and uh we hope to see you on the next one guys
0: yes, make sure to join and to follow Redefine on Instagram. And if you guys want to join Readify, which is the social justice organization, make sure to check out our website. There's a bunch of applications, especially for podcast hosts. So if you're interested in that. So thank you guys so much.